This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. My pleasure to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show, our mission to serve and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. In today's episode, I get to hear how I've stunk it over the past week and Clark stinks. And later, what happens if you're a flakazoid like me and you lose your COVID vaccination card? So I am a flake and sometimes I'm thick-headed. And you may hear advice, information, whatever from me that you feel is incomplete, unacceptable, or just flat out wrong. And we're all in this together. I'm not the last word. We are all part of Team Clark. So I need your feedback. And that's why we have Clark.com slash Clark Stinks, where you can let me know where you feel I blew it. And then once a week, producer Krista reads through your Clark Stinks post right here on the podcast. I should have never encouraged you to speak. You must think I'm pretty stupid. You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right, pal. I heard you recommend space heaters rather than normal air conditioning heating to heat up a home in order to save money. You failed to mention that when it's super cold out, your pipes can freeze and cause super expensive repairs. Please share this with your listeners, Derek. Derek, thank you. And if it's sub-freezing temperatures, then my zone heating suggestion is really a pretty dumb suggestion. So on normally cold days, not abnormally cold days, it's fine to use zone heating. If you're not familiar with the concept, it's something that has been done in other countries forever where rooms you're not in, you don't heat or cool, that only rooms you're in do you, and especially with heating, do you heat those rooms. But your point about frozen pipes, I've experienced frozen pipes. That is no fun. And I'm glad you made that update to what I said. And a few about this topic, Clark. I heard your advice to the guy in Washington who had a contractor offer him a 10% discount if he paid in cash rather than finance. The majority of contractors are not out to get people, but it's the small few that give the rest of us contractors a bad reputation. It sounded like he had multiple contractors offer the same discount. The reason for this is because there are fees that come when you finance a job. Therefore, the contractor is giving a discount because they don't have to pay the fees. If they're highly rated, there shouldn't be any reason to worry about them stealing your money. Have them look at reviews or see if the company has previous customers they can call. I understand why it's good to be cautious with a job that big, but not everyone is trying to pull a fast one. That's from Mason. Yeah, thank you, Mason. And the contractor calls are always tough for me. Is, as you might imagine, having been a TV reporter for 31 years now, I've done story after story after story of people who have been uh, taken by those rare but dishonest fly-by-nights that get money up front 
and vanish into the night. So my thinking on this is always from that perspective. So uh, a compromise with that is progress payments, where you don't pay a contractor big money up front, but you pay them regularly through a job on an agreed schedule so that the money doesn't run far ahead of the actual work that's been done. And then that could potentially be a win-win all the way around. But paying uh, big cash up front is a recipe that if somebody is dishonest is a recipe for disaster because there's really no way to get that money back once the fly-by-night flies the coop. Every time I hear you talk about printers, I await your mention of laser printers as a more reliable and economical solution. Yet I rarely if ever hear you mention them. What gives? I've owned Brother laser printers for years and have not had one problem with any of them, and the toner is quite economical. Even color laser printers are coming down in price to match monochrome. They're also available in multifunction models. Jonathan. Jonathan, and that is a blind spot on my part. Um, we have three printers. We have two inkjets, those Epsons that Krista hates that are the EcoTank, EcoTank. Mm -hmm. And we have one uh, high-speed black laser uh, or monotone uh, laser printer. And the laser printer is quicker and it does better copies than you get with the inkjet. And you are right. I should be mentioning the laser printers, particularly if somebody doesn't need color. The black ink only laser printers are a very smart choice. You are being disingenuous when you say you never do paid endorsements. Technically, that is true, but, but a paid commercial from a mega company is very close to the same thing. People see the commercial while listening to your podcast, so they naturally associate the product's credibility with you. I'm not saying it's wrong to have paid commercials, but ease up on that holier-than-thou attitude. Still a longtime listener, Gordon in Lourdes, France. 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 I want to go there right now. I looked up the town when I read the question. It's beautiful. So I uh, appreciate you mentioning the commercials. I don't even know what commercials run uh, on our websites, or run on the podcast. We use ad servers that I don't understand how any of that works for most of the ads that appear. And so never believe that when you hear an ad on our podcast or see an ad on the websites that there's any form of implied endorsement from that at all because I don't even know what ads are running. Um, you know, you have a, a choice to follow the my heroes, Consumer Reports, to follow their model where there's no advertising, but everything is by subscription, or to provide content for free and in turn to pay for it with advertising. And that's what we've chosen to do with Clark.com, ClarkDeals.com, and our podcast. I mean, you with the podcast can pay how much is it to pay it's like five dollars a month but to have no ads i bet my listeners are so thrifty that nobody signs up to pay yeah not many we were actually thinking of doing away with that good <laughs> i don't like taking people's money that that's what used to be weird with my books you know when i used to write books is 
people had to pay to get the books. And I was always happy when somebody got one of my books used because they were buying them cheaper. But anyway, I hear what you're saying, but there's a big difference in the internet world and with podcasting where the host you're listening to or hostess on a podcast or the websites have endorsements in them or the host is voicing an ad him or herself. I will not do that kind of thing. And I do see it, Gordon, as a significant difference. What happened to your classic alarms you used to play? <laughs> you had the perfect opportunity to hit the that does not compute button the other day. Get back to your roots. I need to hear money exploding, Craig. So, Christo, do we have that capability with podcasting to play oh, yeah. the alarms? Of course, you can play anything. So, I miss those. Do you? Yeah. Okay. On Saturday, April 17th, a Tesla Model S believed to be in self-driving mode failed to negotiate a cul-de-sac curve while driving at a high rate of, rate of speed in Spring, Texas, and traveled off the roadway, crashed into a tree, killing both passengers before bursting into flames and burning toxic batteries for four hours. It only took 30,000 gallons of water to extinguish the flames. I hear gas guzzlers can be put out in minutes. And this is from No Tesla Ron in Florida. No, Tesla, Ryan, thank you. Um, that accident was tragic. It appears no one was in the driver's seat, according to initial reports. It also is completely mysterious because Tesla, you know, they track every Tesla real time, says that that vehicle was, did not have, was known as FSD, didn't have the capability to drive itself and was not in the more basic autopilot mode. So it's going to take a good while, particularly that fire was so hot, and as you said, burned for so long, uh, the, to reconstruct and try to figure out what actually was going on in that circumstance with the tragic loss of two lives. And the battery issue with lithium batteries is that the fires can burn hot and burn for a very long time, as happened in that case. We know that part is true, the rest of it, we probably won't know for several months what actually happened ultimately in that case. You recommend Zenny for eyeglasses, but omit an important fact. Eye prescriptions in most states don't require peripheral distance to be included in your RX, and you cannot order online without it. I've tried Zenny's online distance test and have come up with various numbers. So while you stink for leaving out this critical fact, I guess I'm off to Costco for a much more expensive pair. Carol. Carol, thank you. You know, um, Zinni does have that PD, the pupillary distance thing that you can do for yourself. I've never been able to make that Zinni thing work for me. Um, you can ask when you're having your eyes tested, you can ask the optometrist for the PD. Some will not supply it to you because they know it means you're going to go buy your glasses third party. Others will. And it really is important to have that properly or your prescription is just not going to work right for you without a good sense of your pupillary distance. Regarding your advice to the listener from South Carolina who received a pay-by-plate toll charge for driving on toll roads in the Louisville area, you missed a great opportunity to mention the Easy Pass interagency network which currently operates in 18 midwestern eastern and southern states with georgia coming online soon for 25 dollars, you can get a transponder and 20 dollars in prepaid tolls on an account that takes about five minutes to set up online 
Tolls charged to your account are about half the pay-by-plate cost. I can't tell you how much money this pass has saved us as we traveled across the country to visit family. Allison. Allison, thank you. Uh, You just taught me something. I had no idea that that many states had finally gotten together on having an interoperable toll reader. And that is great news because it's such a ripoff when you get hit with the much higher toll rate for not having an addressable toll reader. Again, that was called the Easy Pass, Mm -hmm. 18 states, Midwest and Southeast. Yep. Okay. I once took Clark Howard's advice and froze my credit to keep my identity from being stolen. Then I came back a few years later and realized I couldn't unlock my credit without remembering my address from 20 years ago when I was in college or knowing which bank financed my college loans. Since I no longer have access to that information, it appears that my credit will be frozen forever, which is the same as having bad credit, despite the fact that my credit score had been perfect. Thanks, Clark. JF. (laughs) JF, I am really sorry. And the credit bureaus have changed the procedures moving forward for thawing your credit files. If you've not tried recently, you may be able to get it done. But otherwise, there is a procedure with the credit bureaus where you can call them and go through a series of challenges. If you fail those, you can mail documents into them and get your credit uh, temporarily thawed or permanently thawed so that you don't have that problem moving forward. Hey, Clark, if you're going to promote Starlink, then please give OneWeb equal time. Drew. Drew, thanks. Um, OneWeb does not have the low latency of Starlink, and OneWeb is not a viable competitor yet. I think they will be, and I'm hoping that this is part of a wave of new, much quicker available internet service that will be reachable anywhere on planet Earth. And think about people who end up out in the wilderness, maybe get injured. They're out of cell phone range, and they have no way to seek help. Someone who gets lost in the wilderness has no way to notify people where they are. These new um, space-based, low-Earth orbit satellite systems for internet are going to change the game and this is a huge progression in our ability to have access to communication and then you go to a more simple thing the lack of internet access in rural america and many other places around the world that problem is ending probably by late in this year and then starlink furthest along will hopefully face a lot of competition in 22. So don't do what I did and lose your coronavirus vaccination card. (laughs) What happened to me, what you should do about it, that and your questions coming straight ahead. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So I had my first vaccine on January 14th. I had Moderna. And I was supposed to get my second shot on February 11th. So I get up on February 11th, all excited to go get my second shot. I know there are people among us who don't even want to get a shot. But for me, it was really important because I'd lived a life of quarantine from the first week of March last year continuously. I mean, I had lost connection to humanity. It was terrible for me. And I know of the hardships people faced in coronavirus, that's nothing. But the shot for me was my get-out-of-jail card. And so time to get that second shot. Can't find my card anywhere. So the crazy thing was, in my case, I was getting the shot at a different facility than where I got the first one. The facility where I got the first one didn't get their supply in on the day I was supposed to get my second one. So I got an appointment somewhere else. And then I called the first place and said, I can't find my card to go to the second place. And so I went in and they had their records and they redid the card for me. And so I was able to go and get my second shot. And then what did I do immediately after I got that second shot? I'm in the car because I went to one of those drive up places where they give you the shot and you go into a, a holding pen as a government facility, and I then was waiting my 15 minutes to make sure that nothing happened bad to me, which a lot of people joke about, but there was somebody just to my left who did have a react oh, to wow. the second shot and got medical attention, then they were, they were okay. But I immediately pulled out my cell phone and took a picture of the paper showing my record for both shots. And so... You want to have some kind of proof. Uh, people have been making photocopies of them. And then there are people that don't want to get the shot that are getting counterfeit ones. Don't recommend that. And then there was this overthinking thing that came out last week, which was don't laminate your card because we may or may not need booster shots once a year. And they would write those on the card, and if you've laminated it, well, then how are they going to write down your booster? So the things I'm worried about, I'm not worried about that one. I think it's not a bad idea to laminate it, put it in your wallet, and have that card. Do you know where yours is, Krista? I do. I know exactly where it is. And so I was hearing, glad to- hearing my experience, you're <laughs> actually more careful. Oh, yeah. And my husband literally has a laminator and he we joke like he will laminate anything. And so I was glad to hear this um, the other day that you should not laminate it. So I told him. I think he should laminate I think he should. I mean, who even knows if we're going to need those boosters a year from now? The scientists have done miraculous work over the last year on this. And I know there are people because the speed of the shot being created are suspicious of it but uh the death rates 
have been, even as the case rates have continued rising because of so many people who are out and about who've not had vaccination, the death rates have gone way, way, way down. And so I'm really glad I got it. Everybody's got to make their own decision about this. But there are so many places saying, hey, you got to be vaccinated before you can do X, Y, Z. But whatever you do, come up with a system to remember where that card is because who knows where it's going to come up in your life that you can't do a particular activity if you can't present that card. All right, you want to get to some questions? Sure. Greg in Ohio says, I have a rental home. I would like to sell it to a family member. How can I do that cheaply? Do I need a realtor? You don't need a realtor, but I do recommend that you go to a lawyer who's a, a real estate lawyer. That's his or her specialty. You won't pay much clock time for it, but they will draw up. They'll talk it through with you. They'll tell you the things you should do, the things you may not have thought about doing. They'll draw up the paperwork for you and get it done. And it will not be a big money bill at all. Barbara in Florida says, I've been getting at least one X-rated text in the middle of each night. The ding wakes me up so I can't get back to sleep. Now I turn my phone to silent because my alarm will still ring in the morning, but then I must remember to turn it back on for the day. It's a multi-step procedure to block the caller, but they have a huge number of numbers that they use. This used to be occasional, then weekly, and now daily. How can I stop this? Is there any agency like the FCC who can stop it? Barbara, there is not at this point a way to stop these nuisance texts that are coming to you. But you do have the ability with your phone, either iPhone or Android, to set it where it's on night mode and no notifications will come in in the hours you set for night mode. It is a very simple process to set up. If it's something you haven't figured out how to do, uh, grab somebody's kid, uh, relative's kid, anybody, (laughs) any kid, and They'll be able to set the night mode feature for you in about a nanosecond. And then you'll ask them to explain to you how they did it, and you'll never understand the explanation. But they'll put it in place, whether it's like uh, 10 at night, 11 at night, till 7 in the morning, whatever it is you want, and you won't be disturbed that way, and you won't have to manually put your phone in any kind of do-not-disturb mode each night. Okay, now you might need to kind of write this one down as I go. Truman in Florida says, I live in Orlando, and my company is based in Grand Rapids, Michigan. But since they are owned by a company in New York City, I have to pay New York taxes. No, you don't. It's around 9% of my pay. When I was interviewing and when I was in orientation, no one said anything about it. After I got my first paycheck, I noticed the taxes and asked to be exempt. They told me everyone in the company pays these taxes, and it should have been explained to me, which it wasn't. And so he also says, my tax accountant is appealing the tax with New York, but getting nowhere. What are my options? Okay, so all the accountant does is file a return showing you're not a resident of New York State. This is, I don't understand what's going on at that employer. I can tell you we have employees in how many different states now? I don't even know how many different states we have employees for Clark Howard Inc. Five states. And so we have to... Uh, do all this stuff with state taxing authorities and labor departments and all that. And um, it's quite a job for us, but the employees pay state income tax or no state income tax 
depending on the state of which they're a resident of and whether or not there's a state income tax in that state. So this is not right what's happening. New York City has no right to New York City commuter tax, income tax, as you are not a resident of the state of New York, you are not an employee of New York, you are not working in New York. Now, if you are expected to be in New York a certain number of days a year, New York potentially could seek tax from you the days you are considered to be in New York. But other than that, no. And I want to tell you, your accountant is right. This is not a gray area. We have had this again and again and again when it's come to the issue of people living in one state, working for that employer in one state that's based in another state. And so they don't have their act together, and New York is essentially stealing money from you and your fellow employees of that company that do not reside in the state of New York. Kathy in California says, I want to set up a fund for my kids, ages 19 and 24, to use toward a down payment for a home. The time frame is likely five to eight years from now. The amount is $25,000 for each or $50,000. Would a Vanguard total stock market index fund be appropriate for this or a target date fund? Wow. Wow. Okay, that's fascinating because your time frame of five to eight years is really tight to be able to do an investment portfolio. In that time window, it's possible that investing the money your kids could end up with less money five to eight years from now than what they have now. This is a conundrum because it's a, um, it's a long window to just stick money in a savings account earning basically nothing. The compromise would be what's known as a balanced index fund, which would be a lower risk fund, or even if you're talking about Vanguard, the Vanguard Star Fund might be a good placement as a lower risk mutual fund. And another thing is that if you have a great deal of money, it would probably be a better idea not to gift all that money at one time to each child because you're allowed to contribute up to $15,000 to each person each year without any tax issues, gift tax, state tax, whatever. The state tax is likely to become more a factor for people than it's been in the past is the limits uh, exempt from a state tax are likely to be lower ultimately in the future. So, um, gosh, I just threw a lot out. If you gave uh, 15 this year, 10 next year, that would be a great way to get the 25000 in each of their hands with no question about the tax angle. I'm not going to say that the chance of losing money over a five to eight year window are zero, but they'd be pretty low in the Vanguard Star Fund and would have favorable tax treatment for your 19 and 24 year old. And you are a generous soul to offer this to them. I do have one other idea for them. If both of your kids are working, you could put money instead into, a, give them money to put into a Roth IRA for each of them which they could put up to $5,000 of the money into a Roth each year, and the money could be withdrawn later 
for the down payment of a home, as long as they touch only the contributions, no earnings, you end up with no tax on the portfolio at all for the purpose of a down payment towards a home. That was a lot to say, wasn't it? I want to thank you, though, for being a part of Team Clark. And if you enjoy our podcast, please subscribe, review us, and share us with your kids and your friends.